Hey everybody and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host, and today we have an interview with Louis Giglio and Sadie Robertson. And they are talking about a very important topic that so many Americans deal with, and that is anxiety. How is it possible for us to overcome anxiety? I do not believe that God wants us to simply deal with it or to put up with it for the rest of our lives. Or how, how do we cope with anxiety? How do we manage anxiety? I believe that Jesus came to set us free from these things, not so that we can just deal with it or cope with it. And so she talks about how she takes the Bible in the Psalms, like she talks about Psalm 91 and Psalm 46, and how as she's feeling anxious, she starts speaking this truth over her life. She starts speaking the words of God. And as she does that, peace comes. And it is important. I've said this so many times before. It is important for us to know the word of God, for us to not only know it, but to put it in our hearts so that when turmoil comes, when the hard times comes, we can speak the truth out of our mouths. And as we speak that truth, it transforms our thoughts. It transforms our minds so that then that penetrates into our hearts and our souls so that we can indeed experience peace. But we have to know what God says. It is so important for us to live his word in our lives. Here's Sadie and Louie. Some say 50 million people in America are struggling with, and that's anxiety. And anxiety has its cousins, depression, fear, worry, doubt, dread. There's a whole army or a host of friends that come along with fear. But the root of it, I think, is our confidence and our trust in yes. who God is. Yes. And so how you said it's a process, and I'm glad you said that, mm -hmm. because some of you watching tonight, you know there, you already know there's not a simple answer. Yeah. There's not a one-size-fits-all band-aid for all depression, all anxiety. It's all different, and it comes in different forms at different times, but it's a process. Yep. And it was for me in my life struggling with anxiety. It's a process for you. Talk about the process, the process. that yes. you went through. The process. Well, for me, really what shifted and what helped me so much in the process is when I read Psalms 46. And if you haven't read that in a while, I encourage you to go back and read it. Because when I read that, I realized something. It's that it's sometimes we think, I think maybe this is a 20-year-old thinking, but a lot of young people think like, oh, well, to be fearless, that means that like nothing scary is going to happen, right? Like we're going to be fearless and it's just going to be okay and that's how we're supposed to live. But that's like not the promise and that's right. not true. It doesn't mean that God's promising that nothing's going to be scary. It's that when those things happen, when that situation comes up, that we have the ability and the authority in Christ Jesus that we get to be still and just know that He's God and that He's got it. And in Psalms 46, it talks about even when the oceans roar and foam, even when the mountains crumble into the heart of the sea, yeah. even when the nations are in chaos and in uproar, so this is stuff that we all see happen all the time. And this is the very things that make us afraid. In this Psalms 46, it talks about in those moments, you have to believe that there is a river who makes glad the sacred place of the Most High. He mm. dwells in that place and it cannot be destroyed. It goes on and just talks about who God is in those moments. And then it says, and all you have to do is be still and know that He is God. Wow. And so that changed for me in the process because it wasn't that I was like, oh, nothing bad's going to happen. Da, da, da. It was like I was prepared that even when I see that happen I'm like actually I'm gonna be still and know that you're God and I'm just gonna let you do this and when you see him fight for you time and time again that's what strengthens your confident trust in him 
And in uh, Psalms 91, that obviously is one that many people read over themselves. And I heard my grandma read that over me a lot. I heard my mom speak that over me a lot. But I was just um, actually reading it back there because I read it most times before I speak. And I loved what it said. It was talking about how, like, it goes through, like, how God is our refuge and our strength, you know. But then it goes through, if you believe that he is your refuge, then you need to know that he sends angels to encamp themselves around you, that no harm will come to your tent. And I love that because it's like, if you're believing that he's your refuge, then you also need to believe that this is what he's doing in that. That's what that means to be your refuge. So in the process, just continuing to speak those Psalms, speak the hymns that you've heard all your life, speak the truth of the word. And in Ephesians, Paul actually talks about speaking to each other in Psalms, hymns, and praises. And I used to be like, that would be kind of awkward if I was sitting here to you and I was just like, But no, it's actually like exactly what has helped me. Like, actually, whenever you see a fear, I'm like, I'm just going to start speaking songs. I'm just going to start memorizing them so I can speak it. And it's so cool because I've time and time again, this may sound crazy. I'll feel like fear coming because you can feel it. It's It's a presence. And I'll just start like declaring things. I'll start Psalms 91, Psalms 46. And it all of a sudden it's like peace just invades the room. And I'm like, boom. God is my refuge and my strength. (laughs) It's so great. You know, we talk about um, worship being a weapon. Yeah. And even you referenced the story of David and Goliath, a story that everyone knows, everyone watching knows the story of David and Goliath, but it wasn't the rock and the sling ultimately, because that's not what David said. He said, you come against me with a sword and a spear and a javelin. But he didn't say, I'm coming with my shepherd's rod, and I got five rocks, and I'm a good aim, and I've killed a bunch of stuff in the past. He said, I come against you in the name of the Lord God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. And he knew right there that worship was the weapon that he was going to use to defeat that giant and to see God come through again like he had Mm -hmm. in the past. If I can ask you maybe a more personal question, you talk about in the book, the book's called Live Fearless, um, and a a call to purpose, uh, to power, passion, and purpose. And you talked in this book about being on Dancing with the Stars and it being a super low point for you. Mm -hmm. And you talked about beginning to struggle with actually an eating disorder, and there was a big set of challenges before you in your life. Um, that, that's real. And yeah. I think people would look at you and, and, and they would say, Sadie Robertson doesn't struggle with anything. Look at her, she's successful and amazing. And your life changed overnight when you were on Dancing with the Stars. You became a celebrity overnight. People know you everywhere now that you go because of that. But here you were in the pit, yeah. like face up against a real enemy. Yeah, absolutely. I think that... For me, what I realized, and this is the danger of fear. There's a lot of dangers of fear, but one of them is that it's a snowball effect. It doesn't stop there. Like, I think when I became afraid, that also tagged on to being insecure because it takes your confidence and then you're not secure anymore in who you are and you're afraid of what people think about you. So then you try to like polish yourself to be this image that you think that they want to see, but that's really not who you are. Then you feel like a hypocrite. Who am I? And it just is a snowball. And I mean, that was my walk personally for you. I'm sure you can look back and tell your story. But I remember actually what flipped that for me was an Uber driver randomly. I was in an Uber in San Francisco and this man was so down and he was so upset. And he looked at me and he said, I wish I could be like you, but I can't. I wish I could be happy like you, but I can't. And I said, why? And he said, 
because I'm the emptiest person that you'll ever meet. And I was like, whoa. Um, and I just kind of asked him where that was coming from. And he said, well, I always thought if I had this much amount of money, then I would be happy. And then I would go back home and I'd be with my family. But I moved out here to San Francisco. Now I'm driving Uber, but I have the most money I've ever thought I would have, but I'm emptier than I've ever been. And I looked at him and I said, I can't even tell you how much I can relate to you right now. Because I thought if I got to this point in my life, then that would be it. Like, I always prayed that I would have this opportunity to speak to people about Jesus. I prayed that I would have this whatever, I would be secure in who I am, I'd be confident. And now I have every opportunity to have that, but yet I'm more fearful than I've ever been. I'm more insecure than I've ever wow. been. And we looked at each other and in that moment, I was like, I think we've been going after the wrong thing. Wow. And um, it was kind of that moment for me that it began to shift because I realized it does not matter if you're driving an Uber, if you're on Dancing with the Stars, you can struggle with the exact same thing. You can be physically worlds apart, but spiritually in the same place. And the answer is the same for both of you. And that was a huge, huge turning point. That was Sadie Robertson, and you can find it on YouTube if you search under Sadie Robertson, Overcoming Fear and Anxiety, Praise on TBN. You can also find out more information at her website, which is livingoriginal.com. Hope that you have a fabulous day today and that you know that you're loved and that in Christ you can live a 320 life. Ephesians 320. More than you God bless.